Welcome to the College Spy Podcast, a weekly podcast for parents and students addressing all aspects of the college selection and admissions process. I'm Michelle McEnany, the founder of The College Spy, a full-service independent educational consulting firm. I assist students and families across the United States and internationally using video conferencing, email, phone, and text messaging. To learn more about The College Spy and how I may be able to guide your student through the college admissions process, please visit our website, thecollegespy.com, or follow at The College Spy on Twitter and Facebook. Hello and welcome to episode number three of the College Spy podcast. I'm Justin McEnany, here with Michelle McEnany, founder of The College Spy. Today we're going to be speaking about letters of recommendation. I really wanted to talk about letters of recommendation now because now, this spring, is the best time to ask for them. Juniors should be asking two teachers for a letter of recommendation and discussing their letter with their school counselor as well. How does the letter of recommendation fit into the college application process? They can be really important, especially for students who are applying to highly selective elite colleges or students who are on the bubble or marginal students. Letters can be extremely valuable in adding information to the application that isn't already there. Are there differences between the counselor letter and the teacher letter? Yes, there should be. If the counselors and the teachers do this correctly, the teachers are writing specifically about the student in the classroom, what kind of academic skills that they have and how they performed in that particular class. The counselor is not focusing on the student's academics. They're speaking about other aspects of the student, perhaps the student's character, the student's extracurricular involvement. The counselor could be focusing on something specific that happened to the student that might have affected the other parts of the application. One of the important things a counselor letter might do is explain uh, anomalies on the transcript. Yes. So sometimes things don't go smoothly throughout high school. Things happen. Perhaps you had a family member that was sick or you were sick and you weren't able to get to school quite as often or you just had a semester or a year of lower grades. If a counselor does not explain that in the letter of recommendation, it's just unclear to college admissions counselors. They can see it on your transcript, oh, something went wrong this semester, but they don't necessarily know what it is. So if you had low grades or lower than your usual grades for a semester, it's a good idea to talk to your school counselor about including an explanation of why. And admissions counselors find this very helpful. They need to understand the context around the other parts of the application and the letters of recommendation fill that role. A lot of that information you just talked about is, is very detailed and very personal to the individual student. Yeah. How is it that the guidance counselor gathers that information or knows that information? Well, if a student's going to a smaller school or a larger school with a large school counseling staff, it's likely that the school counselor has known the applicant for four years of their high school career and has watched them grow up and has met with them every single year to talk about what courses to take the following year, how the transition to high school has gone, that would be freshman year, possibly talking about careers, setting goals. One piece of advice that I have for students is to cultivate relationships with their teachers and their school counselor early. Even as early as freshman year, getting to know your teachers and letting them get to know you is a really good idea. 
your teacher and your counselor. With that letter of recommendation in mind, if you are just the student who does all their homework, gets good grades in class, raises your hand a couple of times each class, the teacher might not have as many really good examples as if maybe you spend some time with them after school at their office hours or their extra help hours and talk to them a little bit more and be polite to teachers and remember that they're people, ask them questions about themselves, how their weekend was. This is all good networking advice for letters of recommendation and other things. They will think of you as opportunities come up if they know you. If a student goes to a larger school or to a school with a smaller counseling staff and the counselor doesn't know them that well, both the counselor and the student need to get together and discuss how can we get to know each other enough to write an excellent letter of recommendation. And this is the time of year to start that, or would it normally start at a different time of year? It depends on the school. Some school counselors are meeting with their junior class right now to talk about college planning, and they might include letters of recommendation in that conversation. Other school counselors will be talking about the letter of recommendation in the fall. In my experience as a school counselor, the letters are written in the fall of senior year, so the work for that is probably done around that time. And especially this year, given all the disruption, it would seem that maybe the student should reach out and try to initiate that conversation sooner rather than later. I agree. I encourage all of my students to be asking for their letters of recommendation this spring from teachers and to discuss it with their school counselor. Students can email their school counselor and their teachers to ask them, will you please write a letter of recommendation? And with the school counselor to say, can we set up a Zoom call or a telephone call to do the things we normally would be doing if we were at school around college planning? So as for the teacher letters of recommendation, what should the strategy be about selecting which teacher to ask? In general, colleges want to receive two letters of recommendation from an academic subject teacher. So they would like to hear from the math, science, English, history, or foreign language teacher. They generally do not want letters of recommendation from your elective teachers, although there are exceptions. So generally speaking, the, the chorus teacher is not going to be the teacher to go to for the letter of recommendation. Probably not. The exception would be if you're applying to a music conservatory or a music program for vocal. Then you definitely want your chorus teacher to write your letter of recommendation. A lot of the specifics about who to ask can be found on the individual college's website. You couldn't go to the music college's website and find out who do they want letters of recommendation from if you think that you're part of this exception of ask one of your five academic subject teachers. The other thing about that is you should not ask a teacher from freshman or sophomore year. Colleges are interested in learning about what are you like as a student now more currently because that informs them about what type of student you will be in college courses. So you should be asking a junior year teacher or you could choose to wait until the beginning of senior year and ask a senior year teacher. However, if you're asking September, October, they're still getting to know you. So they might not be able to write as comprehensive of a letter as they could if they were writing it at the end of the year. And if you wait, there's also the risk that the teacher's already overloaded with recommendation requests. I remember when I was in high school that the favorite teachers that everyone assumed would write the best letters 
got a lot of requests and got them early and maybe they had to cap how many they would write. That does happen. And even if they don't want to cap and they don't want to say no to their students because they really like their students and that's probably why they're one of the favorites. By the end of the college letter of recommendation writing season, they're tired and it, the letter maybe isn't going to be quite as good and they'd be rushing it. So it makes sense to be top of the list and to ask early. It's also polite to ask early. If you're asking somebody to do you a favor, it makes sense to give them enough time to perform the favor. And it's important to remember that you don't always have to ask teachers who you've done the best in their classes. You, maybe you have all A's on your transcript and the one class you got to be in, that's the teacher to ask because that teacher can talk about how hard you worked at a subject that was very difficult for you, that you came for extra help, came to office hours, and really put in that extra effort. That's going to be more interesting to a college admissions counselor and more helpful to them in knowing how are you going to do in college if you stumble across a course that is difficult for you. And what about the general advice on varying amongst the academic subjects? Let's say I'm a STEM student going to engineering school. Should I ask all math teachers or should I vary it? With STEM, you should definitely look at the college's website and see what's recommended. But in general, my recommendation is to get at least one STEM teacher, science or math teacher, to write a letter of recommendation. And then you might want to pick a English or history teacher so that the college can have a broader sense of what you're like as a student. You have to decide for yourself what would be best based on your relationship with the teachers, maybe your performance in the class, maybe what you know about the teacher's writing ability. There are some teachers who just aren't great writers. I know this because it's obvious not everybody's a great writer, but also I used to, as a school counselor, collect letters of recommendation from teachers and keep them in my students' files to be used around scholarship time. There were some wonderful writers and there were some that were not that great of writers. And I think that students should use whatever information they can gather to find out how great of a writer is this teacher. Because everybody might say something nice about you, but you want the person who can say it well and paint a great picture for the admissions officer to really understand this wonderful thing about you and give lots of examples. Is it ever appropriate or useful to collect letters of recommendation from other people aside from your teachers and your counselor? Yes, it can be. There are people who feel that a letter of recommendation from somebody else, for example, a clergy member, an employer, a supervisor at a volunteer position, that these people will have something to add to the application. And you can ask them for letters of recommendation, but you can't hand them in to every single college. Some colleges welcome these letters as optional letters that you don't have to do, and other colleges really don't want them. Some of that information of whether you can send them or not can be found on the website. It also can be found by asking the admissions counselor representative for your high school at a particular college whether or not they would welcome that kind of letter. And sometimes it's right there on the common application. I was playing around with the common application today and I noticed that Pomona College, which is one of the Claremont colleges in California, they have an optional letter that you can submit. And then I was looking at Penn State and that option doesn't exist. So sometimes a common application can be useful in helping you determine whether or not you can submit that letter. And you should probably use it in the same way that the counselor letter and the teacher letters are used 
to supplement the information that's otherwise going to be on your application. So if there is room for an extra letter of recommendation, don't just go out and get one from someone who's going to say positive things about you. Get one from someone who's going to say things that demonstrate one of the characteristics that might otherwise be underrepresented on your application or that supports one of the characteristics about you that you want to bring out. Absolutely. So for example, if you're the captain of your soccer team and you've written your college essay about your leadership skills, it might make sense to ask the coach of the soccer team to write in support of those leadership skills. If you do want the teachers to emphasize a certain thing about you, about your academic performance, about your abilities, about you as a person, is there a way to do that? Should you provide a brag sheet to the teacher? Should you offer one? Should you just sit down and have a conversation with the teacher? All of those ideas are great ideas. And I would say it depends on the teacher and your relationship with the teacher. I know when I used to write letters of recommendation, I would interview students all the time and, and ask them, what would you like me to write about you? What isn't in the rest of your application that I can add and paint a better picture of you to the admissions officer? So what's the difference between a brag sheet and a resume? So a resume is a resume. It is in a resume format. It includes your activities and experiences, your employment, your volunteer work. And a brag sheet is completely different. It is a list of questions with space in between where you can answer the questions. So it might ask you things like, how do your friends describe you? Or name three adjectives that describe you very well. What are your academic goals? What are your personal goals? So a brag sheet isn't something that you should automatically give to a teacher. It's kind of like saying, will you please write me a letter of recommendation? Here's what I want you to say and what I think is great about myself. Some teachers will give it to you and say, this is what I want to know. And other times, if you've written something up, maybe for another purpose, like your school counselor asked you for it, but your teacher hadn't, you might want to say, I, I did this. Would it be helpful to you? But I often don't recommend that students just pass out their resume to their teachers. The teacher is not supposed to be reiterating all of the different activities that you did during high school just because it fills up an entire paragraph of their letter. Right. That stuff is going to be elsewhere in your application yes. and you just don't need it to be in the letter. You don't. And there's a spot on the common application where you can upload your resume. So you have a list of, of activities that you type out into the common application and then you can upload a resume as well that might have more detail about those activities. So then to hand it to a teacher and have them reiterate what you already done just to fill out space isn't really helpful to colleges. I don't think that type of letter will keep you out of a college, but it's not gonna help you get in if you're on the bubble. Other information would. So it's a good idea to say to your teachers, could you write about this? That said, if there's something in a student's application that they very much want expressed, they should take the responsibility themselves to express it because you just don't know what the teacher's going to be writing and how they're going to be saying it. And it might not come off as good as if you explained it yourself. Right. You could explain things uh, either on your transcript or just give more detail about some aspect of yourself either in your college essay or in an additional information section. Yes, that's exactly right. And the other thing is that you really won't 
necessarily know what the teachers have said about you. You shouldn't know what they've said about you. There's a place on the application, on the common application that is, where you are asked whether or not you would like to waive your right to see your letters of recommendation. And I recommend that all students waive their right. A letter is always considered stronger and more accurate if the student hasn't seen them. Think about it. If you're going to write about somebody and you know you're going to show them this letter, you might not say exactly what you mean because you don't want to hurt that person's feelings or you might, for whatever reason, think that they will be upset about the letter in some way. If you don't waive your right and you are saying, I would like to see this letter sometime in the future, colleges are going to say to themselves, well, the teacher knew that. So is this really an accurate reflection of academic abilities and character? Should you ask more than two teachers for a letter of recommendation, either as a backup or for some other reason? You need to be careful about that. Teachers talk to each other. And if you've gone around and asked five teachers for letters of recommendation, they're going to be a little bit exasperated by that. They're writing letters for everybody. So they like to split up that workload. That said, there could be reasons why you might ask more than two teachers for a letter of recommendation. On the common application, you can choose which letter to assign to which college. So if there's a college that only requires one letter of recommendation of the two teachers you asked, you pick the one that you want. Of course, you haven't read these letters, but for whatever reason, you might pick your English teacher, your math teacher, or any of the others. So you might need to ask three teachers for letters of recommendation if maybe you're applying to a few STEM programs and then you're still thinking about maybe you want to go to art school. So you might need to ask all of those teachers so that you have a choice about who to assign to which college. Right. And that's the common app. I mean, all, right. all of these details we've been talking about, about checking to waive the right uh, to review the letter and the number of letters. What about non-common app schools? Is there a general rule or... Do you just have to read the directions carefully? You have to read the directions carefully and see what it is they're asking you to do. I recommend students at this time of year to ask two teachers and to ask their counselor because it is very likely that the colleges they're applying to are going to be asking for a maximum of two teachers and the counselor. So that's a best guess on my part, and then they can adjust from there. And as far as asking, how do you ask? It may be uncomfortable. I remember when I was applying to college, the, my criteria for asking teachers was the ones that were the friendliest to me. Not the best criteria. No, not the best criteria. And I don't think I asked the wrong teachers necessarily, but I know that I was uncomfortable. And that's why I picked the ones that I felt the most comfortable with. Students should ask their teachers for letters of recommendation in person. Even though now is a very digital world, especially for Generation Z, the generation that's applying to college right now, and maybe it's appropriate to ask for a letter from your friend if you needed one for some reason through a text or an email. Teachers are a little older than you, and they might feel that it's more polite to ask in person, and that is really the best idea. Right now, students aren't seeing their teachers, so my recommendation is to send an email saying, I'd like to ask you for a letter of recommendation. I wish I could ask you in person, and unfortunately, because of the coronavirus, I can't. Will you please write me a letter of recommendation for college? Or perhaps even send that email and suggest that we, the student and the teacher, could have a Zoom call to talk about it. 
that's a great idea. And that will also lead to having a conversation with the teacher and a relationship with the teacher that will help the letter be better. So once you've asked for that letter and the teacher said, yes, I'd be happy to write it for you, what's the process from there? Well, it's different at different schools, so you need to make sure that you're following the directions given from your teacher or school counselor about letters of recommendation in that school. But let me tell you in general. So in general, teachers will ask for information from you. They might ask you for a resume. They might ask you for a brag sheet. They might ask for the deadline of when your application is due so that they can plan their own time. So you need to provide this information to them in a timely manner so that they have enough time to write the letters of recommendation. And then the teachers and counselors generally have to upload the letter of recommendation to the common application. Sometimes that goes directly into the common application, but if a student's school is using a program called Naviance, then they have to connect their Naviance account to the common application and the teachers upload to Naviance. This is all information that school counselors usually give out at a meeting at the beginning of senior year or possibly kind of near the end of junior year. Of course, we don't know if they'll be hosting those meetings on Zoom for students or not. Hopefully they will. One of the things that students are often very concerned about is the deadline for getting their application submitted. Students often erroneously believe that their letters of recommendation and the transcript that's coming from the school counselor need to be at the college by the deadline that is given for students' submission. Teacher letters and the counselor piece of it, which is a letter plus a few other things like the secondary school report, transcript, etc. Those things go separately. So a student only needs to worry about getting their part in by the deadline. If a teacher is two or three days late, that's not a problem. So the student does not need to camp out outside the teacher's classroom and, and demand the letter. They do not need to do that. However, it is a little bit nerve wracking to know the letter isn't there after the deadline has passed. And what I have found working with teachers and school counselors over the years is that most of them do not mind and many of them do appreciate a reminder. They have many things to do and sometimes a little email or just saying something at the end of class, hey, did you get that done? I just wanna remind you that my deadline is coming up. That can help and it's welcomed. It's a good idea for students to take responsibility for all parts of their application and to be following up and making sure. Here's how you're supposed to follow up with your teachers and your school counselor. Send them a thank you note, not a thank you email, a thank you note. They have done something extra for you that's not part of their job description, maybe, and uh, or they might feel it's not part of their job description. And it's uh, the polite thing to do to send you a thank you note. In my uh, career as a school counselor, I received one handwritten thank you note. I will never forget that student. Also, students should follow up with their teachers and their school counselor when they get their acceptances, which drive me crazy. I would think about this letter and really care about the student and where they were going. And come spring, it would be weeks before I would have them come in and say, hey, I got into wherever so that I could celebrate with them. So it's a great idea for you to let your teachers and your school counselor know where you got in and rethink them again. So to recap the best advice that we have, for students needing letters of recommendation for college. You should ask early, you should be deliberate and thoughtful about who you ask, and make sure that the recommenders have the information that they need to write a comprehensive letter of recommendation for you. Thanks, Michelle. See you next time.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about The College Spy, please go to thecollegespy.com. For college admissions tips and up-to-date trends in admissions, follow at The College Spy on Facebook and Twitter. Tune in next week. Thank you.